French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Welcome to episode 340. We are up to 340. Can you believe that? We're killing it. <laughs> we sure are. We don't we don't upload all that often or, or record all that often, but we are uh, killing it. And our number is not an accurate number. It's just a... Uh, we're really on episode 12. I think it's like... I think we're actually... I think I've actually uploaded like 260-something episodes. Because you can so, see on like... That's pretty fucking impressive. Uh... Whatever the site is that I used to upload, Podbean, um, you can see how many uploads you have, and I think it's sort of two hundred and sixty something. But anyway, uh, I am still hip deep in football drafts. Uh, I did my one hundred ninety ninth this morning before you arrived. Damn. Um, I'll do two hundred. Exa- I'll do number two hundred when you leave. <laughs> um, well, because the one that's one of the ones the tournament that's going on now is fast drafts only. So, which I don't love, but uh, I like it to really. I everyone has to have, and, and I, I I can't remember who said this. One of the talking heads that I listen to, uh, and I think about it all the time. If you're gonna play stuff like this, everyone has to have something they're good at. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you're really good at crunching numbers. A lot of these guys are all yeah data whatever majors that uh and they i mean they get in the weeds with it um or you're really good at player evaluation or you're really good at build constructing teams in the draft and stuff like that my so everyone has to have something no one's good at everything Mm -hmm. the thing that i think i have is i have the patience to plan out a draft yeah and look seven eight rounds ahead Mm -hmm. Uh, which not a lot of people have the patience to do, yeah. or, I mean, it takes a little bit of skill. But yeah. uh, so I, I think that's why that's why I like the slow draft because you can't really do that in a fast draft because you just don't have time to react. You yeah. don't have time to to think out, you know, three four moves ahead. I like being like when you're four or five slots from the end and you can really mm-hmm. figure out who you can let slide because hey, the next three guys I'll have quarterbacks. I can wait and my guy mm-hmm. will make it back to me and. Then, you kind of steal a pick in there. But anyway, um, so the ones I'm doing now are fast, and I always, like, hate it while I'm doing it. And then I look at the end of it, and I'm like, that's eh, not bad. Yeah. You end up with a very similar-looking <laughs> team. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'm hitting right now, though, kind of is, I mean, we're just in peak, getting to peak draft season now, because now all of the, it's pretty much August 1st mm-hmm. when the, the casuals, but when the casual people, yeah. when everyone starts drafting, yeah. um, which is a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I talked about it last time, sort of, uh, when I was talking about joining, uh, getting into lower money stakes ones where you don't have as many like people who really know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Now that like the newbies are here, it's great because they kind of let people slide that shouldn't Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it's what i was talking about last week they're not doing it right yeah so like if i'm setting up 
Justin Herbert, for example. Mm-hmm. I've taken Eckler, and then I've taken one of the wide receivers, and then you wait two rounds and you take Justin Herbert, because that's where he goes. Mm-hmm. Some fucking dingbat takes him at, like, 35 overall. You're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. Once again, you've just made both of us worse. Yep. <laughs> Why did you do that? Because they didn't know. Because they don't know. Because they say, ooh, I know who Justin Herbert is. Click. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks start to go move up. I mean, they've moved up the board anyway, just because that's what the data says. Uh, you should do, but they go even higher once people start coming in that, like, ooh, I knew who Patrick Mahomes is. So, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And I'm also getting a little bit of the fatigue of, and I try to keep myself out of this, guys that I really like, at this point I'm like, man, I have drafted this guy 25 times. Mm-hmm. Can I really do it again? <laughs> And I have to keep telling myself, yeah. yes, yes, you do. You, you if, have to. If you He's still, the best player available. If you still think, stay with what you think is right. Because mm-hmm. I have, I write myself notes every year at the end of the season. At the end of the draft season, like on September, I'll write myself a little note. It's right here in red pen. It's scribbled. It's messy. And one of the things I write every year is... Stop letting people talk you out of guys. Yeah. Because I have like stopped drafting people, and then turns out I was right. Yeah. And I should have been. I mean, that's hammering them. All those shows are there for. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, if, if I mean, it's if you always get the, in everything, you always get the guy who wants to do the hot take. Oh yeah. Because if everybody, if everybody on every single one of those draft shows were like, no, these are the, these are the top ten guys that everybody yeah. needs to draft. Dra- these should all be one through ten. Yeah then none of them are going to get additional views because none of them are saying, no, you right. need to go with this one first. Right. going to be like, what the fuck are you talking I need to watch what this guy's fucking saying. I can find you someone that I trust their judgment mm-hmm. that will tell you good and then someone who will tell you bad of fucking probably every player in the draft. Yep. You could find an example of someone who's totally in on this person for reasons A, B, and C, and then another totally sane person who is out on that same player for reasons, you know, E F G or whatever, um, yeah, it's it's a little exhausting. I, I am coming to the end of of one of the big tournaments that I had fifty entry the, the fifty entry tournaments, the ones that are all fifty entries in one day, where I think I'm only I'm down to like uh, I got thirty eight out of fifty are in, so that's yeah. been nice. I'm down to like. 35 total that we're going at one point when this when this contest opened i was up to like 79 active drafts and that's too that's too many that's That's too many it's not fun at that point Mm -hmm. like you are it's just all you're doing um if you're gonna do it the way that i was talking about um last football thing you've heard me bitch about nfl plus yeah right that's the service that their main thing since inception has always been um you get access to some NFL Network shows, like Top 100 and things like that. And the big selling point always was uh, you can watch full games after the fact. Like, the next day, you can stream any game. Um, and then they also had, like, the coaches tape, the All-22, that shows the yeah. the Madden view, I guess, is what you'd call it. Uh, you wouldn't call it that. but Which I wish was the view all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like the view that... TV gives you. I I know that's the way it's always been done, but you can't see what the receivers are doing. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, because you can only see, like, a 10-yard window. Yeah. So once the receivers are out of frame, you don't get to see them, like, doing their routes or anything. You just see them making the catch. Mm -hmm. 
And like, it's always driven me nuts that people will go, well, yeah, of course he caught it. He was wide open. Exactly. Yes. I want to see how he got wa- that wide open. Why is that great player because, wide open? Yes. <laughs> because that's awesome to watch. Yeah. Like, if you watch, like, actual, like, t- and I'm not someone who, wa- I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a fucking film walker, watcher. I am not. <laughs> but when you watch, like, someone who knows what they're doing break mm-hmm. down film and they show, like, I love watching receiver film. It's so yeah. cool. Because they're, like, watching Devontae Smith film is awesome. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have someone explaining exactly what he's doing and why and all that stuff. It's just, but you don't get to see that on TV. Mm-hmm. You just see them take off from the line, and then you see them catch it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's especially the same. with, like, the cameras we have now. Yeah. And, and you know, when they have the... Do some picture-in-picture with the two receivers. You know? Oh, that's actually... That would be pretty cool. At least two, yeah. Yeah. That would the, actually... The technology exists, people. We can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would think that the technology would exist uh, at some point where you could you had a yeah. shit they were doing that with porn in the fucking two thousands when DVDs first came out you could switch angles and yeah. stuff I remember that was a big deal yeah. multi cam uh, yeah you should be able to do that with football broadcasts yeah there's enough cameras on I understand that the the uh, the directors that do these sporting events are very good at their jobs, and they'd be like, hey man, I- I'll take care of that for you. Let yeah. me let me handle the camera angle. I get that, but yeah. like, but how give do you me an option. If a service was like, hey, listen, we're going to have 22 cameras on the field. Yeah. If you want to just watch the right right guard all game long, yeah. there's a camera for the right guard. Yeah. You can, using our service, you can, you can pick, you've got the <laughs> bottom of the screen, or I guess with widescreens, it's like, you'll have like the middle view, yeah. and then six alternate cameras. Where you can pick who you you want to watch the outside linebacker on every play that this team's on offense, go right ahead. Yeah. We can do that for you. And most of them, they wouldn't be like individual cams. They'd just be this is the best angle the, of this yeah, guy. This is the one that's yeah. focused on where he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Or even just like what you said, if you if you just had split uh, split views, even if it was on the yeah. the right and left side, are big enough now yeah. where you can do this, where you could at least watch the outside matchups. I, I don't know. It's yeah. it's what it is. I don't feel like it would be a hard thing to do. So that was always the that was the 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 selling point for NFL Plus was you could watch all the games after you could do the coach tape. Which, by the way, in like five years, the service has worked uh, has worked has been online. That has almost that rarely works, and people bitch about it constantly. It's awful. Um, you can watch the games, but man, if you try to pause it or anything, like if you actually try to watch film, air quotes, mm-hmm. uh-uh, mm-hmm. it will hang up and kick you out and sucks. Uh, and this is a multi-billion dollar company we're yeah. talking about. This That's what's always driven me nuts. Yeah. But the reason that I always got it, my big selling point was that you got uh, live audio for every game. Mm-hmm. So I could listen to the Eagles radio yeah. call every week. Which once it were, it was always a pain in the ass getting into it. It was always a pain in the ass getting it to start, like to actually get the stream to get going. Mm-hmm. And you cannot stop it because if you stop it, fucking, you're done. <laughs> you, you know, you've just added 15 minutes and you're gonna miss shit. Mm-hmm. So once you have it going, fucking, put your phone down and leave it alone. <laughs> it was that. It's yeah. that precarious. Yeah. Um, but that's the reason I always got NFL Plus. And last year it was so bad that. I think I'm sure I yeah. probably said it to you. I'm fucking done with NFL. Plus. Well, especially considering what they charge for it. At first, yes. For the non-premium one, which doesn't include the coaches' tape, I think mm. 
it was thirty nine dollars a year. Yeah, which I was fine with. But yeah, with I mean, but at forty bucks a year for how many millions of people watch football? Yeah, they're making money. Oh yeah, they they they, they could upgrade a little bit with that money. And the premium. I, I know that's not capitalism anymore. The premium but. was uh, is seventy nine dollars a year. So anyway, so I, I I was all the way out, and then a couple of weeks ago I got an email, and it said we're about to announce some updates to NFL Plus. We've because I had already canceled because mm-hmm. I usually sign up in the spring, you know, around time around the time I start doing football on the brain, I re up my NFL Plus. Uh, and it said we've extended your uh, your subscription through whatever the date of the first game is, like the 6th or yeah. September 6th or something like that. So I was like, okay, fine. Uh, maybe I'll watch the preseason. Because you get you also get all the preseason games live yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll stay with my subscription and then mm-hmm. I'm not going to re-up on September whatever. So Michael Corleone GIF, they up, they announced their new updates and it is premium now includes red zone and I'm like fuck because red zone is fucking awesome yeah it's like, son of a bitch now they also announced that the the total price went up to ninety nine dollars but legacy subscribers got it for premium for That's eighty nice of them to do so yeah like a it. fucking moron yep. <laughs> although I, if if Red Zone works, like if it's not like a total nightmare, Red Zone is the greatest way to watch football. I don't care what anyone says. Um, I remember talking to you about it a couple of years ago when it was it was like a it was when Amazon first got the the NFL. They were really starting to get tied in with the NFL, and there was one season where you could get uh, Red Zone for like seven ninety nine or something. Usually, it's always been tied to you had to have a TV something yeah. and i'm just fucking not doing that because i don't use it yeah. I, I won't use it i will not use your fucking hulu live tv i've tried it and i just yeah it's just i feel like it's a huge waste of money for me yeah. and robin always thinks and i always say hey i did this for football season she's like oh great i'll watch the you know the local channels or whatever well, she won't <laughs> like <laughs> once or twice and then you know i'm, I'm not i'm not yeah. putting none of this on her i'm yeah. just saying that like we just don't we're just yeah. not those kind of people yeah. uh not those kind of those people that watch regular tv uh so, but now with and so we, I had the I had the one season of NFL Red Zone, and it was like, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so now, if I've got if I can have the Eagles game going on on my phone, and Red Zone on the TV, mm-hmm. oh, it's perfect ball game. And it's also this is kind of a fuck you to YouTube because YouTube just paid. Yeah. I don't know how many billions of dollars to the NFL to get Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people like me that are like, man, I really wanted Sunday ticket, but it's three fifty for the year. Yeah. And you have to watch it on fucking YouTube. Which Yeah, it's not a big deal for me because I we watch I watch YouTube I on the PlayStation all the time. I, I do too a lot, but still there's there's just something about me that has like that guttural reaction to Oh, I don't want to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Whether or not it makes a bit of fucking difference in the yeah. streaming, there's just something like, like, I don't ever want to stream a movie on YouTube if I don't have to. Oh, I've done that. I- I've done it for things that I've absolutely had to because there's just no other option to watch it. But there's still, like, if I had a chance to rent it on Vudu or rent it on YouTube, oh, I'm yeah. renting it on Vudu. No, you're right. Even if, the, even if they're both 4K quality, the exact yeah. same price, everything, when they're like, no, nah, I'm going to watch it on Vudu. 
Which is kind of funny, because if you think about it, probably YouTube's infrastructure is probably better. Oh, most likely. Like, almost certainly better. Oh, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> Streaming services uh, right now can't seem to get out of their own fucking way. No, they can't. messing stuff up. They like, can't. Andrew and I watch Hulu a lot, especially for, we watch cooking shows when we eat dinner. Every time it goes to a commercial right now, because Hulu has commercials yeah. for a lot of the newer shows, it goes to a commercial and comes back, the dialogue lags by like 10 seconds. Oh, love so that. I, but if, this... I, if I click out of it and yeah, then go back go in, back. it's fine. Yeah. But I'm still like... Kind of like a bad Bluetooth connection? It's weird. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, why do I have to do this at every commercial fucking break? Yeah. Because you can't keep the fucking audio synced with the video. You're fucking Hulu. You've been around. It's not my connection. Yeah. Because if if I do it with shows that don't have commercial breaks, it never has a problem. Yeah. Because once only it's, on once it's going. Breaks. And I always can tell because it comes back from the commercial break and there's like eight seconds of silence yeah. while the video's playing. And I'm just like, shit. This motherfucker's going to start talking eight seconds yeah, from now. Yeah, and I always <laughs> wait about an extra ten seconds to see if it'll catch up. <laughs> and it doesn't. So then I'm like. If you just, I mean, obviously you're not going to do this. But if you let it sit there long enough, will it? I don't know because I've never made it more than 30 seconds. Because like, I'm like, I can watch dubbed movies and be okay with things being off because it's a different language. Yeah, but, but if you're it can't of, be way off though because if something, yeah. you drop a fucking thing on the table and then you don't hear it hit the... Yeah, or the person talks and then it cuts to another person and then yeah. what the person's like comes on, I'm just like... Yeah. Especially because like, again, because I'm old and deaf, I will watch it with subtitles and the subtitles are correct. At the right time. Yeah, because they're synced with the video. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, motherfucker. Come on, Hulu. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, we always bitch about price increases, but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, just fucking fix it. Because I know, um, yeah. like... Everything sh- is going up, right? One of my favorite services, Shutter, just went up from like four ninety nine to six ninety nine, which is very fucking negligible in the whole scheme of things. Because people, and people lost their shit on a lot of like the horror movie boards. There were issues because they every time like the the Joe Bob the Last Drive in they do that live Friday nights, starting at nine o'clock it's live, um, and two times this year they had significant issues where it basically overloaded, and had to shut down, and people were fucking furious even though they all become available to watch pre recorded on like Sunday, but again yeah. people make an event of the Friday nights they live tweet and right. have groups and shit, and the price went up from. Five ninety nine to six or four ninety nine to six ninety nine just recently, and people were losing their fucking minds. And I was like, maybe they did it so that shit doesn't happen anymore. Right? Maybe they need maybe they need some extra because capital to make that what happen. What happened was when Shutter got bought by AMC, everything was fine, while AMC was sucking on that Walking Dead teat. Once that revenue started to dry up a little bit, AMC wasn't going to attack their own service. Yeah. So they started pulling money from Shutter. Speaking of a terrible streaming service, oh AMC's holy shit! Yeah. And that's the thing, is, like, instead of making theirs better, they're making everything else worse. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some definite complaints. Cause it used to be, like, Shudder had, like, 12 new movies a month to watch. And hopefully yeah. it's been, like, five. But again, it's like, well, Shudder got money taken away from them by AMC. Yeah. This is what happens. It's always the low person on the totem pole that gets bled dry first. Right. So maybe, maybe this price increase is an okay thing. Yeah. Because again, from four ninety nine to six ninety nine, if you're a horror movie fan, like I've never been like, oh, I've watched everything on Shutter. I've checked it all off. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. always plenty. <clears throat> yeah. Because I watched like the, this past 
probably see it from here. No, that's yours. Um, I've watched like two or th- one, two, three Shutter originals right in a row. Yeah, and they were all pretty good. And it's like, again, cost me six bucks for the whole month to watch those. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Hulu is going up, right? Or it has already? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when Hulu was like, you almost couldn't believe it was this cheap, and yeah. now it's like you're getting up there. Because uh, yeah. at one, I'm, Hulu for a long time was five ninety nine. Yeah, now it's up to like. Actually, I don't even fucking. Know. It's eleven ninety nine. Is it now? Yeah, Damn. but that's for. I think that's. I don't. I don't fucking know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I've lost track because so many of them are combined. Yeah. Because uh, like I know, now, that's what they fucking get you do with the shuffling. Yeah, because like, Paramount now has Showtime. Exactly. You want free I Showtime? Was, I'm like, are you still charging me for my Showtime app? Right. I was just gonna bring that up because. Uh, uh, I just got an email about that today. It's like. The sh- pretty soon I. Here I'll I'll check live on air. Because now does, does the Showtime app still even work? Because oh, interesting. Of yeah. late now, it's been it works. So I was like, why am I gonna not use it? Why am I gonna switch over to Paramount Plus right now if it still works? Because it's all in one place. Now, like, okay, it's loading. <coughs> loading. It's gonna bring up a message saying, "Streaming the new streaming home of Showtime." <laughs> Get thirty days free, but yeah, like if I wanted to watch something right now on Showtime, I still can. Yeah. So, I'm not going to switch over right now until this no longer doesn't work, because I feel like sure you'll give me thirty days free, but you're also going to still charge me for the Showtime app right now. So, do you have Paramount right now? Yes. And it's still the nine ninety nine, is what you're paying. Because oh, I say that because. Uh, let me go to my building. What I do now is, uh, and I've talked about this a million times, is during football season, excuse me, I uh, turn on Paramount Plus because mm-hmm. it has your, you get all the CBS games. So with that and then bungling together a few other things, you get most of the national games anyway. But uh, So I was going to turn on Paramount Plus. To and manage your plan, please return to the app or platform where you created your Paramount Plus account. Oh, Christ sakes. Fucking hate it when they do that. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not near my Roku right <laughs> now. So how about you just fucking tell me? <laughs> um, I do it through through Amazon because there is... I don't think there's a Paramount Plus app on the PS4. I, I just do it on Roku because I'm lazy. Because that's what yeah. I watch most of this shit on. Yeah. Why do I have a payment to Funko? That's bizarre. Bought something. Oh, I ordered something from Mondo, and fucking Mondo is owned by Funko. God, I hate that shit. Um, So anyway... Things just fucking combining that don't need to be combined for any fucking reason. So Robin had had been talking about, like, new shows to watch, and she said, I kind of want to watch that Yellow Jacket show, but it's on fucking Showtime. It's really good. And then, like... Yeah, well, sorry for it. So then, like, this was, like, Three days ago, and then I saw. So I'm looking at Paramount because we were also going to turn it on so that we could family watch the new Transformers that you've already yes. seen. The Beast one, mm-hmm. Beast, not Beast Wars, Beast, Beast Masters. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, and I said, you're not going to believe this, but now you can't even be a new subscriber. I can't subscribe to just Paramount Plus now. It is Paramount Plus Showtime, really? and it's 11.99. That's why I was asking uh, if like you're still, yeah. I'd like to tell you, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so he, right now, like, if you subscribe, I mean, I, I was actually waiting. 
until the 12th so that it will i can shut it off the day after the super bowl um because the super bowl is the 11th i could probably do it today but anyway uh <clears throat> yeah so it just includes now there is no just subscribe there there's no second option you are subscribing to paramount plus and showtime and it's 11.99 which is fine yeah i mean there is that there is the the something in your brain once it goes from 9.99 yeah. Over, you're like, hold on a minute. Yep. Even if it's just one dollar, it's still a difference. Meanwhile, you're paying like it's like us with the four ninety nine, you know, voodoo movies. I know. You know how hard it was. I'm like, Ugh. you know how hard it was for me to pull the trigger on a six ninety nine this week. Oh, I bet. I did it, but I didn't like it. But yeah, it had to be something that's also never ever really available. Yeah. I had never even seen it. I'm talking about Sorcerer. Did you watch uh, it? Yet? No. no. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's pretty long though, isn't it? Aren't they long? Yeah. It's long, but it goes by very quickly because it's so it's such a fucking tense movie. On account of all the dynamite and whatnot. Do they yeah. have dynamite, too? I yeah. didn't know if it was just <clears throat> loosely based or... No, it's pretty much straight-up remake of yeah. Wages of Fear. Uh, it's even in the tagline of the, <laughs> of the movie. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll jump to that real quick. I hadn't bought... 499 has not been great the last couple of weeks. No, it's, it's been, been a, pretty it's been, thin. It's, and it's been the usual shit. Yeah, like, I, that, I I try to tell myself that, too, because like I've been hammering this 499 shit for like a year. Yeah. And I have a lot of it. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of the, the shit that's on there well, that I like, would want. The, and, and But the thing is, though, like they haven't also been... Like, when it was the 70s, that was pretty inspired. I mean, it, it was. It was a good chance of luck that we just happened to be doing a lot of 70 films. Well, but it's they also very usually, rare that they, they don't do usually that. get that curated. No, exactly. It's usually exactly. just, oh, here's a bunch of family favorites, 499. Here's a bunch of yeah. popular 499. Yeah. It's bundle. Like said, uh, it's the usual shit yeah. that you would expect every month to see is 499. So when yeah. they went, like, oh, hey, here's some 70s films, you're like, oh. Here's some shit I'm just going to take a chance on because it's not usually on sale. Yeah, and I, I I have to try to like check myself a little bit, and because I'm like, what the fuck? You don't have Laura for four ninety nine this month? That movie from nineteen forty eight or whatever? What the fuck, Voodoo? Yeah. <laughs> how come? How come? Uh, what's the other one that I'm always looking for? Like, oh, Point Blank. How come you don't have Point Blank? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, I know you would think with the Give amount break, of algorithms man. that are available to companies and shit now that they'd be like, okay, we've noticed that you're buying these films. Yeah. So we're going to, again, use the word curate, we're going to curate soup, you know, certain sales towards you. Because that's yes. how we're going to drain money from you. Yeah. Because we know you're not going to buy Neighbors. Yes. <laughs> right. We don't. You're not going to buy Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hall Pass. Yeah, the same you know? shit that's always out there. But we've noticed you've bought a lot of '70s films yeah. right now. Or Here's some that we, or we've noticed that Point Blank has been in your wish list for a fucking year. Mm-hmm. You want to buy it for four ninety nine? Just, just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it uh, would be neat if they would. Again, it's like technology has reached a certain point where people just got lazy with what the f- features can offer. Yeah. Because it's like. Come on, I know if I Google search something on Amazon, it's going to show up in my next time I go to Amazon, like, hey, you want this? Yeah. And if fucking Amazon can do it, <coughs> I mean, they might not have quite the infrastructure, say, Amazon does, but, but it, would, it would be Google cool. Who knows what I've purchased? It would be cool if there was kind of a reversed, uh, you know how there's an option on eBay, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's the seller's option first, but to do you want to make this a make an offer yeah. item? Yeah. Like maybe uh, all right, point blank. You've I've noticed you've had point blank in there at nine ninety nine for like a year. 
How about seven ninety nine? Yeah. Couple more months. Eh, about five ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you got to offer? You know. But I mean, it's. I hate to bring it back to you know the way things used to be, but that's what it was like at the video store. If I noticed a certain customer had been renting, had rented three William Friedkin films in the past month, I'd be like, yeah. oh hey, did, did you know he also did Sorcerer? Yeah. We have a copy. You know. Did you know he also did blue chips? Because fucking even I didn't know that one until just the other day. Really? He directed blue chips. The fucking Shaquille O'Neal, yep. Penny Hardaway classic. Yep, which is blue funny because I'm like, wow. Who was the white kid? Like, it was his real name? It was someone who fucking never really made it in the pros, I think. He was a good college player, though. Yeah. Like, went to Indiana or something like that. Yeah. Shit, what was his like name? Like, the Danny Ferry of whatever year that was. Like, what the fuck was his name? I want to say, like, because when. Uh, you know, spoiler, William Friedkin died. Um, which is the only reason Sorcerer popped up. Yeah. Which is really sad. <laughs> but I was, I was looking through his... You know, because I know all his 70s films, and I know a bunch of his, like, late later films. And then I'm like, what are you directing, like, the 80s and 90s? And then I'm like, Blue Chips? Are you telling me my second most watched William Friedkin film is fucking Blue Chips? Uh, yes. Yes. That's exactly because, that's exactly what we're saying. Because every time I took a bus home from... Matt Boston, Nover. Every time I took a bus home from Boston to Maine, that was playing on Concord Railways every fucking <laughs> I was going to say, trip. The Exorcist was? No. <laughs> so... Sorry, I lost you. For in 1994 to 1995, <laughs> I probably saw Blue Chips eight times. Robin pulled a huge no-no. We still have like 45 minutes of the Fablemans left. And she logged it. Robin. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I will maybe log it with five minutes left if I know, like, this is a. I have. If, especially if it's one I've seen before. Yeah, that's okay. But otherwise, I get to see credits. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, we're like an hour and 20 minutes into Fablemans. Nice. Um, it's. Pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, I think... It definitely gets better as it goes on. Well, and, it's a long fucking film. It it's is. Like two, and two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I think that um, Robin was... Because she loves Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. She let you know, everyone. It's not like she's... <laughs> Robin's, that's, a, that's a hot yeah. take. Robin's a little weird, right? Yeah. So she likes Jurassic Park. <laughs> She enjoys the Indiana Jones film. She doesn't care what you think. Uh, no, she likes she likes Steven Spielberg movies. Um, and but I think watching the trailer because she had never even watched the trailer for it till the other night, <clears throat> and she was like, "Yeah, I'll watch that." And last night when we paused at whatever hour and thirty minute mark or wherever we were, she said, "I wasn't sure that I would like it from the trailer, but I'm actually really liking it." And what I was thinking was, it's still Spielberg. Yeah. It's not Jurassic Park. It's not, you know, the big yeah. blockbuster action movie that you love him for. Yeah. The man can make a competent film. Yeah. Even when but they're not good, right, it's, it's still going to be a well-made film. It's still Spielberg. So, like, whatever his subject is, it's yeah. still going to be a good movie. Yeah, you might not love The Terminal, but it's still a well-made <laughs> movie. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so uh, and, I mean, obviously, we're enjoying it. Um, interesting performances from the parents, from mm-hmm. Michelle Williams and Paul Dano. Yeah. Uh, kind of 
and and I'm okay. This is just me galaxy braining it. I think it's because when you're a kid, your parents are larger than life mm. because they are both not over the top. That's not. But they're heightened. They're yeah. They're a little bit extra. Both of them, and no one else is. Mm. And 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 well, uh, no, that's not true. Uh, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? The old Seth. Oh. No. oh, oh, Judd, uh, Judd Hirsch. Yeah, there you go. Jesus uh, Christ. Everyone that would have been a larger-than-life character at age, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. is in the movie. Which I which think... I think is a, on as purpose. As he ages, and you get into, like, him in high school, I, those characters do tone down. Yeah. So I think well, when you start to... Re- it's that age when you start to realize your parents are people, too. Yeah, well, because right now we're at the part with, like, oh, mom's kind of a mess. Yeah. Mom stays a mess, uh, and, but you start to understand it better. Yeah. Um, mom's kind of a mess, and she's actually kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And she's not what the 10-year-old saw. Yeah, yeah it's, it's... it's. I mean... Yeah. Spielberg. It's, it's really well, <laughs> well-crafted. Um, we may actually finish it this afternoon. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who knows what the, where the afternoon could lead, yeah. Dan? Um but very good. Uh, last time we, I think we ended, we had talked about Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Robert and I watched Memento. I because th- I think we recorded the, tw- the did we record the day after I saw Oppenheimer? I think so. I think it was the next. Yes, week. because we delayed. Fresh. We delayed a so day you, so you could so that I could go to it. Yeah. So we went that third. We recorded that last so one on that the Thursday. Okay. Um, and you have <clears throat> recently watched Memento. Uh, I was watching it for the first time in, I have no idea how long. Yeah. Um, same with Robin. Robin hadn't seen it since it, you know, mm-hmm. was was a thing 20 years ago or whatever. Uh, that movie's great. That's, yeah, that, that is, movie holds up incredibly well. It does. It actually even, I guess I have to watch the other, like, my favorite Nolans. Um, man, it might be better than some of the ones that oh, I, I think, think it it's better I think than. It I think it is. Um, For me, it's a five-star film, and not all of his films are. I mean, it's like, say, it's it's much smaller, obviously, than, mm. like, say, Tenant right. or Interstellar. Right. But I, I think I like it better than those. I like it better than those two. I mean, I it, it also hits, you know, you know, scumball crime films, which are yeah. my thing. Right. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing that uh, it can, a movie can be crafted that way. And it's see, it's it's kind of what he he lost because mm-hmm. Tenet's the exact opposite of this. Tenet, he's fucking with things, and it's very confusing. You're never lost in Memento. No, you're wondering what's once you figure <laughs> out. Okay, the next scene Every is scene. going to start where the last one ended. Well, no. Other way around. Yes. This one will end where the last one started. Right. There we go. Yeah. It's confusing to to say. You do have to keep track of where the last one started. But a lot of times there are very clear markers. Yeah. uh, Where he'll either start and end at the same frame. And then you you get to figure out, okay, where does the black and white take place compared to the color? But, I mean, especially... I can understand why people are confused after one viewing. After two, you should have that shit figured out. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and even um, both of us not having seen it in 20 years, probably, it yeah. was very... Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the distinction for the black and white? 
the black and white was going in regular time. Oh, the okay. The black and white was not flashing back. It wasn't doing that. The the black and white, it's it's, yeah, it was a lot like a lot of the stuff in Oppenheimer where that the black, the black and white was just not when Oppenheimer was yeah not his point of view yeah but it yeah so it was it had a very specific purpose for that him on the phone yeah in that order is what kind of leads you to because the film ends in the middle where those two scenes where the flashbacks and the, that finally emerge together yeah so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ends in the middle, but it's more like a two-thirds. Yeah. I've got a script coming on the way. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Weirdly, most of his scripts aren't available from U.S. publishers. Hmm. Like, I had no issue. I had no problem. No, I had no problem getting any of them, honestly, because it was Amazon. But, like, the Dark Knight trilogy script book, find that fucking anywhere. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> the Interstellar, Interstellar, Tenant. Um, I can't. I, I just got uh, the prestige script book. Those are all foreign. Those are all UK press. Huh. I mean, it could just be that you like the. Uh, and I got the Oppenheimer script book too, but I can't remember now if that was US or not. I think that was also UK. Maybe the UK just loves script books better than the US does, but well, maybe no one's like fuck those Americans. That's true. He's a Brit. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's probably exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> What else was I going to say about Nolan? It doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, then a bunch of uh, mission missions impossible. Yep. Um, I watched uh, four and f- oh no, five and six because mm. I we talked about four last time. <clears throat> yeah, I did end up going back and rewatching the first hour of Fallout that I didn't catch. Here. Oh, that you didn't. That's right, because you came that that day that you came. I was half. I was finishing up Fallout. Yep. Um, so you were able to log it without, uh... Without feeling bad. Right. Uh, Robin could take some notes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think it's, again, not a hot take. Those are my three favorites. Four, five, six. Yeah. Are. Which... Now, being able to say that now, having seen seven... Yeah. Four, five, and six are far and away the three best. Yes, which just makes me fucking sad that... I... Because, again, I I read a lot of five-star reviews... Seven. A lot. I don't get why it's five star. Of five star reviews. I'm sorry. I get there's a lot of fucking spectacle. The scenes of you know the big spectacle are wonderful. Mm -hmm. They work very well. Did you just check out like in between (laughs) all those? (laughs) You could ask that question to the audience, and the answer for me would be kinda. Kinda did check out in well, between the, those. The guy behind us who slept through two hours. Holy of the film. shit! Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, so Dan and I went to this uh, theater. Obviously, um, first showing of the day, there was probably yeah. six other people there. Like eight. A, was it like a twelve thirty showing? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Six or eight other so people, like, maybe. Not like it was nine thirty at night. Right. But yeah. <clears throat> That motherfucker fell asleep about twenty minutes in. It was, was yeah. It that there were two shocking parts about this. Uh, actually, I guess kind of three. One that he fell asleep and snored as loud as he did for as long as he did without the person next to him doing anything that's about what, it. That's what surprised me. I thought he was back there alone. Nope. There was a guy sitting next to him. Yeah. Who the fuck lets a person who you know, yeah, snore that loud? Because I'd be like, fucking shut up, dude. You're falling asleep. You're snoring. I can't hear the film. Right. Uh, 
so that's shocking part number one that it, that happened in the first place. Uh, I can see. I've no, look, Robin. Robin will tell you. I nodded off during Minions. Yeah. Sorry, that movie fucking sucks. I was on. <laughs> was not going there by choice, yeah. obviously. Um, but like, you came to this movie that you wanted to see. This yeah. you're not here. You didn't bring your kids to this and don't care about it. Uh, that isn't a three hour long. Like if you fell asleep during Oppenheimer, I'd be like, it's three hours. It's very dialogue heavy. Fuck you, but still. Yeah, again, yeah. I get it. This yeah. is fucking a Mission Impossible movie where shit is like loud and crazy shit's happening on the screen near constant. Yeah. You would think it is a think bombastic just, just the, the light flashing in your eyelids would be enough yeah. to, to spark your wake. So anyway, the, the second thing that was amazing was how, like you said, how early it happened. Mm-hmm. We're talking 20 to 30 minutes in. So you fucking just sat down. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're... We're barely past the fucking fuse being lit, you know? <laughs> and this guy was snoring. And then the third and maybe most amazing thing <clears throat> was that he slept the rest of the movie. Yeah. He slept two hours. Yeah, he might have woken up periodically because the snoring would stop from I don't time know. to time. Did it, though? Or was it just the but movie was, was loud s- enough? Yeah, that could be, too. But, yeah. Dude, I felt like get up and walk around a bit. I started to, and that's the thing, it, it kind of distracts you. Because I started thinking about every time it would be quiet enough, I'd be waiting. Yeah, and you, you hear a... Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm still asleep. Like, someone bring him a fucking CPAP, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, did you notice the... the? Because there was a couple, an older couple, sitting mm-hmm. to our right, that she did the whole hump and moving around, turning around thing several times, and it yeah. did not work. I mean, no. why would it? The guy's asleep. The guy's asleep, man. But she kept like doing the thing. Oh, oh. And I don't blame her, but still, it was yeah. like, lady, she's he's asleep. He's not going to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the person he's with obviously gives no fucks. Does not care. Because <clears throat> I... I have a friend who notoriously falls asleep at the films. It's a running joke with him. Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, GVG. <laughs> um, and if he started to fall asleep, I'd, I would be like, fucking wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wake up. <coughs> to the point where I've, there have been times where... But these were also for like 11 p.m. showings. Hmm. You know, shit like... Maybe you shouldn't have come. Yeah. You were tired. I Still, fell asleep. you're here, wake the fuck up. I fell asleep uh, at the Thin Red Line. I've still never seen it. (laughs) I had two and a half hour long film that is very fucking quiet for long stretches of time. I had worked 48 hours in the past four days and then driven home from God knows where and went to the move to a nine o'clock show because I thought I'm like 24 years old or 22, three. Older way, 23? Yeah, that would have been like 97, 98 when that yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, I did not make it. <laughs> I was but again, out. <laughs> that film is peaceful for the majority. It, it is. And it's soothing. It is. For a, that is probably the most I, soothing of war films that I you'll rem- ever watch. I recall being lulled to sleep yeah. by the thin red line. And I've still never seen it. Such a great film. That's what I've heard. I think I own it, actually. I re- it's Criterion. I really want to see them release like the four-hour cut that's supposed to exist. Because, again, I would watch it. Lots of walking through grass and mm-hmm. whatnot. Hey, unfortunately, that's a whole lot of Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. But, you know, fuck that guy. Uh, tell me about this. What is go- what's this movie that he's in? Okay, Sound, Sound of, Something Freedom. of Freedom. Something about human trafficking or yes, something? Yes, it's a film about human trafficking <clears throat> based on the true story yeah. of a guy who was basically a vigilante. 
who goes in and busts up these child sex rings, that there are very few actual factual basis for what he's saying happened, happened. Very little to back it up. And if it, honestly, um, it's not helpful for those people who are actually trying to combat human trafficking. Because right. true human trafficking work, as someone who has done it, is not you're kicking in a door like fucking Liam Neeson and finding 40 different fucking human trafficking victims. Right. Most human trafficking victim is done by people who know the fucking victims. <clears throat> yeah. And it's not large scale. It's small scale. Yes, there is like the I-95 corridor where women are lulled into this world in northern Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and slowly taken down I-95 to larger cities and basically separated from support systems. Yeah. But again, it is not this guy, you know, who yeah. is... And, you know, this guy actually has put people in more danger than anything else because you're going to get these fuckheads who think like... Oh, that, I don't know what's going on in that guy's basement. I'm going to kick that fucking guy's basement because he's yeah. trafficking. Especially yeah. now where everything where it's like, if you hate this movie, you're obviously a pedophile. Right. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of that. Yeah. It's... it's, it's hate to throw the, the label on it, but it's a lot of right-wing bullshit. Um, I'm not sorry, but I am. Because again, if you're right-wing and you're not speaking out against these guys, fuck you. Yeah. Um, they're putting your political belief system to shame. And if you're not, doing I'm not what sure you there's much shame left. Again. Yeah, and if you're not doing what you can do to stop it, fuck yourself. I think they're running pretty low on shame over there. <laughs> they, they are. I mean, it's to the point now where like one of the producers of the film, and they'll all, they've already explained away. Well, he was just one of like 50 producers has been arrested for trafficking. Yeah. Um, it's the whole, you know, every every accusation is an admission. Yeah. Um, most you know most people who are sex offenders of children are white male religious. It's just the way it is. Yeah, That's, that's the Them's just shit. numbers. That's the statistics if you want to get fancy about it. But it's also gotten to the point where the producers of this film did this, you know, hey, why not pay it forward and buy a ticket so someone else who can't afford to go can see it. So, like, you could log on to a very specific website. You can't just go, it's not like fucking Dunkin' Donuts where, hey, I'm going to pay for the guy behind me. Yeah. Or, you know, like that type of system where it's like, hey, I just saw that movie. You think it's really awesome. I'd like to buy three tickets. Next three people who show up to see it, I want to buy their tickets. Yeah. It's, hey, log on to this website <laughs> and buy tickets for those who can, that way that the, but there's been no accountability on whether or not people are actually, I have yet to hear a story of a person on online who has said, you know, I went to go see it because I got a free ticket. Yeah, because churches also did this with the pat with um, Passion of the Christ, but not quite to this fucking level. Because that's how my friend Andy and I got to go. Was someone bought gave him free tickets, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's go. We're gonna be there with a bunch of fucking crazies. This will be awesome. <laughs> we'll be the only two fucking giggling while they're only while they're fucking openly weeping." Um. So yeah, a lot of people there's they, it's called astroturfing, and people have like gone in and been like, "No, this." They'll, they will see, I, this, this system, this, this showing is sold out. So they'll buy a ticket for like Mission Impossible and then just go peek their head in and there's nobody in the fucking theater. Oh, yeah. So it's playing to an empty fucking theater, <laughs> but it's sold out. Yeah. So to me, it just seems like they have found a new way now to fucking launder money. Yeah. They just keep <clears throat> buying tickets for this movie through this fucking website and then, you know, who knows where it's going from there. 
Right. Oh, it's it's making the guy who came up with it fucking fabulously wealthy, even though he's fucking Tony Robbins, essentially. Well, I think is also involved in all that. Tony Robbins, fucking banana hands. Really? Yeah. Just in case you didn't get the crazy vibes from that guy enough in, like, the 2000s. Right. I took one look at that dude and went, that guy's fucking a meatball. He is insane. Your face doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not buying your crazy that you're selling, pal. You don't look... Your teeth aren't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Some, but now he's something wrong. all involved in that. Yeah, I can see That's that. enough of that, that fucking film. Sadly, though, it's like one of the top ten summer films of the year. Domestically. Know. It's like ahead of Mission Impossible and Transformers. and Cool. But yeah, they'll just use that to... Because for the longest time, it's been easy to discount these types of films because they make no fucking money. Yeah. Which is, I think, why they came up with this fucking scam. Yeah. They can go, well, you can't deny it. It's made $125 million. No, yeah. I can still fucking not go see it. Thank you. But it sucks because I know it's like... But how many... Yeah, but how many people have seen it? I've I've seen a couple people that I were I was very disappointed in that when they saw it, they're like, oh my God, it's such a good movie that you really need to see this for the message. I'm like, the message is bullshit. It's a... It's fucking Taken. Yeah. Did you go to Taken and go, oh my God, I need to help end human trafficking? You know, then donate to the, the agencies that actually do this fucking work. You know, there's a whole lot of them out there. Maine, Maine has its own organization dedicated specifically to human trafficking. So, you know, go give money to the Start Fund. Or so, Liam Neeson. Or Liam Neeson. I would probably still I'd, talk to Liam I'd rather you send guy. it directly to Liam Neeson. Yeah. <clears throat> but like Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Like literally has quotes now where he's like, where he's talking about himself as Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's gone bananas. He's Caviezeling. Yeah. Which sucks because I liked him in things. Such as the aforementioned The Thin Red, um, the thin red Line. That, yeah, Thin yeah. Red Line. Thin Blue Line is something different. <laughs> the Thin Blue Line is going to be the sequel to <laughs> Sound of Freedom. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we should talk about Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Um, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like we did not like this movie. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, you didn't give it a heart, so did you like it? I didn't give it a heart, because I'm, I'm withholding it for now. See, I gave it a heart, but it's still... I, I, I rate it pretty much the exact same you did. Yeah. But... Will I rewatch this anytime soon? No. It's not like Fallout or Rogue Nation where I'm like, I, I, I want to rewatch that. Yeah. I will not have any desire to rewatch this anytime soon. Maybe before the next one comes out. Yeah, I'll that's fair. <clears throat> but. That's a good way to put it because I really don't either. The, the cool set pieces in between all that is just mind numbing shit where they're talking about AI. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess I would put that right at the top is that uh, it's a series low for a villain. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fallout had two better villains. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, this film has Isai Morales, who was a serious fucking villain in Ozark Mm -hmm. and really good. I say that. I've never seen Ozark. He's terrifying in Ozark. He here just is walking around, being like, "Oh, but don't worry, you'll understand at some point. You're gonna end up giving me this mm. two days from now." And you're like, "Okay," and then later when he does get, you're like, "Oh, I don't care." Yeah, this this is uh, stupid. <clears throat> it's 
Yeah, it's it's the, the it's easily a series low for villain. Yeah. Um, because you've got the Isai Morales, but like the overarching villain is AI. AI that's already predicting what you're gonna do before you even do it. So, and like, as Luther so often points out, but if we don't do what we think we're gonna do, what if that's what they planned all along? It's a whole lot of fucking yeah. inconceivable. You know. Yeah. Just watch Wallace Shawn in The Princess Bride. Watch that <laughs> one scene, and that's what ninety percent of the the dialogue in this movie is. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Played for uh, a laugh there. Yeah. I mean, I called this film... The, Truly the, a dizzying intellect. I, I, I called this film the second Matrix <clears throat> of the, the Mission Impossible. Because you remember when they built up to that scene at the end of the, the second Matrix film? I can never remember if it's Revolutions or whatever, Reloaded. I think it's Reloaded. <laughs> Man, um, you are asking the where, wrong where he, person. Where they talk to Kentucky Fried Colonel. You're asking for about wrong. ten minutes, and you're like, "This is oh my! You have killed all momentum of this film." I still, you're talking to a guy who is still not sure if I've seen the third one. <laughs> have we? We've had that conversation, right? Oh, yeah. Which one of the twins in the second? one. Okay, then I am not sure if I've seen the third one. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I must have. Yeah, but. but again, this film, anytime it had something going, it just ground it to a halt with a scene about. Is this what we should be doing? I don't know. This is what the... Because, again, it, it's AI. It's everywhere. you got to go off-grid. You can't do anything. Because it'll know. <laughs> it feels lazy. Doesn't it oh, wait, feel it's incredibly it's lazy? exceptionally lazy. Um, because you can, you can then make any choice you want to. Yeah. Because... Yes. And just explain it away. You made by... a you made a stupid choice. Well, it's because that's what the computer the computer is expecting us to do. This, so of course I did the crazy thing, right? Or did you just not think it out? And again, the AI in this is exceptionally powerful. To it's so strong that you know it it's bending fucking everything to its whim. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, especially after the last two where you've had Sean Harris, as an in, you buy that that dude is fucking incredibly smart, yep. incredibly ruthless, and is willing yep. to do whatever <laughs> needs to be done in order to for him to win. Even if, as we watched in the last one, even if him blowing up means he wins, he's going to fucking blow himself up because he wins. Yes. AI as your main villain doesn't do any of that. No. It, it's, I mean... I, and it makes characters disposable. It's... Utterly disposable. It is just so much less compelling. If it had killed Isai Morales at the end of this, I would have been like, alright, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And it didn't kill him, and I'm also like, alright, whatever. The only thing they could do to give this film any emotional weight was to kill... Ah! Spoilers Spoiler. for Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. If you're listening to this show, you know we spoil yeah, shit anyway. Okay. The only way to get any type of stakes in this film was to kill Rebecca Ferguson. And man, I I should and it's have a terrible fucking death. I should have felt way more than yeah. I did when it happened. I was just like, okay. And I love her as yeah, a character. Exactly. You'll which see is, in my reviews of the last ones. It's like she's the best thing about these fucking movies now. To the point where I'm like, I would expect a spinoff with her character. Hmm. But nope, we're going to kill her off and then immediately replace her with Haley Atwell. Mm. Which I feel is just taking... She doesn't earn it. 
She's just a no. pickpocket. No. Uh, an exceptionally good pickpocket in Thief. But is she the level of the fucking spy that Rebecca Ferguson was? No. Right. But it feels like they just, they had to kill off Rebecca Ferguson. She might not have been as available for the shoot. So you have to replace her halfway through? I don't know. Because this was filmed during COVID. Yeah. But it feels like probably could have waited if she wasn't available. Not like a whole lot of other films are being shot. Right. Um, maybe she just didn't want to do another one. This is a way to send her off. I don't know. Maybe she was just just contracted to do three of them. It would be weird that that she would be only contracted to yeah. do up to part one of two. But she has literally been built up in this film. Luther says it. You're only the second person yeah. woman he's ever cared about. Right. That fallout ends with that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, no, you've got this character who Ethan's just throwing all the fucking confidence in the world into. Mm. Oh, he sees something in her, Dan. Yeah. He could see something in her. Uh, it's like, I feel like they're setting her, like, if he doesn't do another one after the next film, they've yeah. set her, Haley Atwell, up to be the next Ethan Hunt. And we're just seeing I mean, her, he has we're seeing her built point. up from the bottom. Yeah. But again, I don't buy that someone who's just a thief in a pickpocket is ready for this. I mean, it makes a big deal throughout the film that she's not ready. Yeah. Okay. Still shouldn't be. Still shouldn't be. Uh, here is the the Princess Bride scene. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? <laughs> not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on from there. But uh, this is every scene where they talk about the AI. <laughs> every scene. Every scene. You only need to fucking say it once. You guys are master level spies. You guys are fucking the best at your game. I cannot believe that they would have to have this conversation multiple times. (laughs) Maybe they felt like the audience really needed it. But this is like, this is this has been a film series which has never treated treated its audience as idiots, right? Until ever. (laughs) You wait till the seventh fucking film. Yeah. Where there have been so many fucking double, triple crosses and unmaskings that. So if people thought like the first Mission Impossible was confusing, they checked out at that one. I was just gonna say, uh, if if the the audience that this is aimed at were shown Mission Impossible One, they'd walk out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if that's what you're. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. This this is the first Mission if, Impossible. It's just to a lazy attack. As stupid. Yeah. To the point where, and that's the thing is, we we uh, we noticed it that. It had a second screenwriter. Yeah. It did not just have McQuarrie as a screenwriter. I want... Let's fucking look it up right now to see what else this other guy has done. I mean, I could because, find it right here, probably. Yeah. Uh, but... Because McQuarrie has never written stupid shit. All the way back to, like, Usual Suspects. Uh, nothing this guy has... Nothing I've heard of. It was co-written with Eric Gendrison, who has written Mission Impossible... Otis, Ithaca, that's an old, cheesy-ass fucking horror film. Okay. Um, the big 
Bang, Deadlocked, Eric LaSalle in Crazy as Hell, and yeah, we're Killing talking Lincoln. we're talking uh, David Caruso movies, Eric LaSalle movies. Big Bang. What what was the Big Bang? I don't know, but it's got Antonio Banderas, a post uh, whatever Antonio Banderas. Yeah, this is when yeah, 2010 when Antonio Banderas, unless he's in an Almodovar film, is not in a good film. Right. <clears throat> uh, Killing Lincoln. That one seems like it might have some credibility to it. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why is this guy a screenwriter on yeah. this film? Don't get me wrong. Like when you, the way we're describing it is, it's a complete. It looks like a complete mess. This is still a high quality. Uh, Major budget. Yeah, this is still really a two hundred million dollar and like film. and really great production value yeah. and set. The, the stunts that you fucking hear about before you see this film are fucking. The train sequence is awesome. Yeah, the jumping off the fucking cliff that you see in the trailer, awesome. The airport scene was super tense. Yeah, there's the the, the car chase, awesome. All the this one had a little bit more over the top humor than the previous ones. Yeah. Um, but the car chase scene, yeah, excellent. There is some really good stuff in this. It's just everything in between is them over explaining. They just, they just forgot. They just forgot to to add a good story. <laughs> I. It's like they wrote this film for the guy behind us. So when he wakes up, yeah. he can catch up at the next fucking yeah. scene where they're going to explain what's already happened. He didn't miss anything. No, but <laughs> he if didn't he had woke up halfway through, they would have basically. Yeah. Remember in the 80s when comic books would spend the first two pages telling you what happened in the previous issue? Right. That's what this seems to do every half an hour. I wonder... Because really, we've, we've long kind of made fun of this series because we do... But, like, lovingly, because we do really like them, but, like, I can... I mean, I, prob I probably could now. I would have to think... No, I don't think I could. Even now, having just watched them a week ago, I couldn't... If you just named a plot point or a set piece mm -hmm. from... Four, five, or six. Yeah, I would have maybe a fifty-fifty shot yeah. of getting it right. Of what like, movie is it was? Henry Cavill in it. That's my only. That's yeah. my real separator for Fallout. Yeah, but like the other ones, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, we talked about a couple episodes ago. I couldn't remember which one. I couldn't remember which ones Jeremy Renner was even in. And I thought he was only four, in one, four, and five. Yeah, but he was right? in two. Yeah. Um, which one is Dubai? I don't know. Mm -hmm. One of the good ones? <laughs> Which one is the Kremlin? I don't know. Yeah. One of the good ones. Mm -hmm. uh, but now... But what's the difference? So, well, like, we can't even remember plot points from the really good ones. My biggest complaint about this is it doesn't really have a story, but I felt like none of them really did. We kind of make fun of it for that, but I think they've just swung too far yeah. in that direction. Yeah. They, that, like, they, I don't care. They've, had, they've hit Fast 8. I guess I haven't seen Fast 7, so... Is that what's the one we went to? Seven. Okay, you then stopped, I haven't seen you have stopped seven. at the correct point because <laughs> now the, the pendulum has swung to like. Have seven. you seen ten? No, I'm gonna be probably. I was gonna rent it today, it, but then I'm like, no, no, I won't rent it today because then Andrea's got the next two days off and she has zero desire to see that. Is it so, streaming somewhere? No, huh? but it's at Redbox for two bucks. What? Are, are those on? What are those on for a service once they They're come universal, on? Universal, so I'm not sure. Universal, Universal doesn't have its own. But who would they be tied to? I'm sure they're tied to someone. Here, I'll find out what Fast 9 is streaming on, and that will likely tell me. 
What is Peacock attached to? What what it is it? Be, it might it be. might be Universal. <clears throat> Fast Nine is streaming on Freebie. Are none of them streaming right now? Ooh, speaking of that, Netflix, net four and five are on Netflix. Six is six isn't streaming for free anywhere. One and two are on Netflix. So it looks like the a bunch of them are on Netflix, but a bunch of them are not. Because Fast Nine is streaming for free on Freebie, but nothing else. Um, I have a Freebie story, but before the uh, we were talking about the Transformers movies, uh, the newest one is on Paramount. The only other one that's streaming, because remember, none of them were streaming yeah. anywhere, and we thought that was really weird. Yeah, which is why Paramount, I fucking buy them. Paramount has one... You did not have to do anything, did yes, you? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. The the other one, there's one other one streaming, and it's the moon one. Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. Oh my god, I meant to send you a picture of this the other day. I was reorganizing some of my comic books, because that's what I have to do every once in a while. Did I take a picture of it? I found in my stack of comics a prequel singular issue to the Transformers Dark of the Moon. And I was like, maybe I should read this. Maybe this is how it all makes sense. <laughs> Did it? I didn't read it. Oh, I, just, oh, I, I literally just filed it away. Mm. <laughs> but I was like, oh, why, why they did a prequel you, comic to why that. Why would you have bought that? Probably it was free. Ah. Nice. Um, yeah, I can't see myself paying for that. Uh, speaking of freebie really quickly, we... we Got to the end of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and we just didn't know what to do for dinner because uh, you guys watch food show, cooking shows. We watch. That's when we watch our sitcoms. Um, and I kind of, I meant for Brooklyn Nine Nine to last the whole summer, but it's so easy to watch like four episodes mm-hmm. in a row. Um, so we finished up like last week sometime. So anyway, uh, before turning on uh, Paramount and getting like a whole new like. There's a couple things I want to watch on Apple, too. But a lot of it, like, a lot of the shows that I want to watch, we won't watch anything that you have to, quote, pay attention to during mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. Like, so I really, we really want to watch, start watching Severance, but Ooh. it's not going to happen yeah. during dinner. Um, we want to start watching Yellowstone. It's not going to happen during dinner. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ozark, I've always <laughs> wanted to start watching. I'm not going to watch that during dinner. Yeah, I feel <clears> like, because <throat> that's how Andrea is with True Detective, The Sopranos... And The Wire. Yeah. Like, we'll watch, like, one or two episodes, and then we're like, oh, we have to get back to watching that. And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. This is one of those things that I always watched near bedtime. Sure. Because I'd get home from work at, like, say, 9.30, and between, like, 9.30 and, like, 11.30, I'd watch two or three episodes of those shows. <laughs> right. I'd do that back then. It's, you know, you can't watch The Wire as you're going to, as you're, like, literally getting ready to fall asleep. Right. It's just not. So what we picked out... Uh, was actually a freebie original. Have you heard of Jury Duty? Oh, that's the one with um, James Marston. James Marston, yeah. I have heard that that's fucking great. Yes. <laughs> However, okay. So here's the premise of this show. It is uh, a set up as a reality TV um, following a civil court case in a small courtroom uh los angeles and it's a specifically they're shooting a documentary about the i shouldn't say reality reality tv show i think they say they're shooting a documentary uh 
about like being on jury duty and what it's like to be a juror and all that stuff. Um, the kicker is it's fake. Everything is fake. Everyone involved is an actor except one of the jurors. There is one guy who is there who thinks he just got called to jury duty because it takes place at the fucking Los Angeles County Courthouse or not? It's not Los Angeles County, um, but somewhere where James Marsden would have to show up for jury duty. Exactly. Yeah. Um, James Marsden is one of the other jurors, uh, and he's basically uh, playing a hyper version of himself, and he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so. It must have been a blast to play, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like uh, so. So anyway, and and a lot of it centers on this guy Ronald, who is the only person there that doesn't know what's going on. Uh, ever, but the thing that is very distracting to me is that there are so many things where if I'm him, it's easy to say it when you know, yeah. But like. There's some. T- I just spend so much time going. Oh man, I would really think something is up at this point. Yeah. Because it's funny. It's not like they do. They're not trying to be like a perfect reenactment of what it's of mm. what it would look. I mean, people are over the top. The defense attorney's a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, the 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 plaintiff, uh, the per- the woman that's suing this guy, is like <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the other jurors. Some of the other jurors are really ridiculous. Mm. And I, I just can't, it, I can't, I, I like the show, I think it's good, but at the same time, I have a hard time watching it, because I'm like, man, I would have noted, I think I would have picked up on that, that this is a yeah. little... It's, I think that's the reason I haven't watched it yet, I'm like, this sounds like a clever concept, but it feels like it would be incredibly tough to execute past one episode. Exactly. Like, at this, I'm, we're like six episodes in, and I'm like, come on, Ronald. See, that six already seems like too much. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, come on, Ronald, you have got to... This is weird, man. You gotta, you gotta get this weird. And not to mention, they must have done extensive. I mean, he is your bland, thirty-two-year-old white guy. Like he is the basic, just, just a guy. Yeah. Um, I kind of don't like him, and that's. I mean, I guess they have no control. But they must have done like exhaustive. Yeah. Like, how many did they have to go through before they got this guy? Because like, what if like the first person they did was just a racist fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Well, there's kind of a joke about that at one point because he says, because uh, when they're talking about, uh, there's one guy that doesn't want to be on jury duty, and he's obviously going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about, a, I need to find a way to get out. And this Ronald guy goes, I, I heard about a guy that uh, got out of being in a jury because he said he was racist, and he kind of just said it as a one-off joke. So like going into the next thing, that that guy stands up and he goes, ah. Uh, because they ask, is there any reason, sir, that you don't feel that you could uh, be seated on this jury? And he just goes, I'm a racist? <laughs> and the judge is like, excuse me, you're a what? <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, uh, but it's just funny that you brought that up. But no, you're right. Yeah. They And what I was saying, and the, this is the other thing, it's very distracting to me. They must have, like, interviewed the shit out of his friends and family and coworkers and stuff and said, listen, does this guy, like, how well does this guy know... James Marsden, you know? Like, well, that's the thing, because, like, this type of thing, it would be very tough, I, and I say this with nothing to really back this up, but I feel like it would be tougher to pull over on someone like us. Oh, impossible. Who, who watches so much TV. Impossible. That, like, I'd be like, okay, I know James Marsden. I've seen that guy in shit, too. Bingo. Because... And probably that person. Because he, 
Yes, because one of the other jurors is, I can't even remember what his name was. He was the sanitation guy in Parks and Rec that was always hitting on Leslie with the mustache. Joe! Yes! <laughs> See, that, that right there would have been like, no, I've seen him yeah, a million things. I know that guy. And the guy I was just talking He's about. He's Rose's ex-boyfriend in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, um, shit. Yeah, yeah. somebody I guess was seeing like a million Michael Schur things would probably be yeah. like, I know all these people. Yeah, so it, it was it's him, the guy that I was talking about that <clears throat> that said I'm a racist. I recognize him, but I couldn't place it until I saw his name because he's got a very unique name. Um, what the hell is his name? What the hell is his name? It's like my, oh, shit. I'm ruining this. Fucking desktop. Um, but it turned out it's like M E K K I. Mackay Pfeiffer? No. <laughs> Him. This guy. <clears throat> Mecky, Mecky Leeper? Yeah. Uh, he is, and I was like, man, because he, he hasn't been in anything else. He He's a stand-up comedian. So there's like a shitload of clips of him on uh, like Comedy Central that I would watch like five-minute clips of. Yeah. So like, it's him, and one of the one of the women is, is familiar. Bring up the cast. Uh, I don't know if it'll even be on here. Oh, yes. Not every T. I forget not every right. TV show. It has to be here. like a limited series. Let's see if it's. I mean, I can just go to somewhere else and find it. Uh, <laughs> nope, it's just got the Polly Shore film. Nice. Uh, Jerry Duty. Uh, how do I get to cast? Okay, so <clears throat> this guy in the middle is Ronald. He's the he's the guy that doesn't know. Yeah. It's Marsden, the guy I was just talking about. Do I want to get somewhere where I can see pictures, where you can see faces? Yeah, Kirk Fox, I think, is a... That sounds like a familiar name. I think that might be Joe. That's him, yeah. yeah. Uh, the judge is recognizable. I'm not sure from what... Uh, number three there, Jeannie Abruzzo. She's yeah. got a very familiar face. What has she been in? Uh, I don't know. I'm failing miserably here. But here I've go. seen her on things. Yeah, she she's got a recognizable that face. face. Uh, Probably another comedian. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. And Oh, this guy is familiar, too. I meant to look him up. And it might just be because he looks like uh, Donald Gleason. David Brown. Yeah, that's basically about it. He just yeah. he just looks like someone yeah. else. Um, yeah, it's it, it is very funny, and some of the like uh, like episode long setup jokes are very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, which is I, Mike sure is not involved in this in any way. I don't think, but like it it has that that vibe. that's not not really the vibe, but like that. That style of joke setup, um, yeah, because like Marsden wants to get off of jury duty because he's got the first day he had a meeting with a, a super secret meeting with a big time director. You, you know his work, <laughs> and you know that sort of thing. Yeah. But like just begging people to ask him yeah. about it, and then uh, he gets chosen and he's pissed about it. But then he gets a. Uh, he gets put on as an alternate and then he starts getting jealous because he's not the center of attention because he's just an alternate. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like over in the corner reading his script and he'll like, Oh, 
Sorry, jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it is very funny and it's very clever. It's just I I'm I almost think it was would be better if it was just mockumentary style and there was no uh, Ronald. Uh, yeah. There's no like gimmick. Yeah, because like what happens if he does figure it out? <clears throat> yeah, because like like you, well, you said, six feels like too many. Like I'm, man, he should have. Some of these people are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. At, uh, what, at what point does he figure it out and just keep going with it? Because well, and that, if, it's, if, exactly. if he's an LA dude, maybe he just wants to be a star. Well, that was the other thing is like maybe uh, maybe he figured it out really early and he's just playing along, which kind of takes all of the fun out of it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like I don't know. So I, like if you know, he probably if he's smart enough to figure it out, he'd be like, well, if I tell them I know. They're just gonna stop filming. Exactly, and they'll replace me with someone else. So I, right. I, I, I can act like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, but how much do I have to act? Like? <laughs> right. Is, is he going? I gotta come up with some cool one-liners for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need I need some good jokes. Um, but it, it, so that that's the distracting part for me. Um, but it is if I can kind of remove myself, if I can shut that off, which is hard for me to do. I wonder if uh, Alan Baronholtz is Ike Baronholtz's dad. Oh, just because you know it's like that's pretty racist of you. First of all, oh no, it's just it, you, know, you know the name, but it, but it probably is because he's in the oath. Yeah, it's like you know your, his name. It, oh, children, Ike and John Baronholtz. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's just like it's an LA-based comedy, and he has the last name Baronholtz. When there are he has two sons, both you know, right, working in the type of comedy. That yeah, they yeah, exactly, do. exactly. In these shows, yeah. Uh. I know Ike is the more famous one, but... Oh, I love John on Superstore. <laughs> Superstore. What's his name on that? Such an M, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. He's like the best character well, on that show. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, I, I will say... <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> uh, speaking of great characters on shows, on this, which is probably my fifth like full watch through of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Charles is the best, episode, best character on that show. Yeah. Like... Everyone else has their moments, and of course, Jake keeps it all is the mm. center piece. But like, Charles is the best character on that show. I find myself laughing out loud more at Charles five or six times mm. through yeah. than anything else. Yeah, I would agree with that. Statement. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I agree with it. I want to say Murray, but that's uh, that's not right. I bet Robin knows. Uh, what else was he in? American Auto. Uh, where the fuck is it? Marcus. I knew it started with an M. Yeah, so that was Jury Duty. Um, I don't know how many episodes it has. I guess I could have looked it up, but yeah. not going to. Um, I didn't watch much. Well, we both watched uh, Super Mario. Me for the first oh, right. time, you for the second right, time. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, I, I just other than that, I just watched Battleship. Holy fucking shit! Have you seen I, Battleship? I've never seen Battleship. <laughs> Whew. That's you. You just had to watch back to back game based movies. Boy, huh? it's something else. Um, what else did you watch? Just real quick. Guardians three. Yeah, because it came out on Blu-ray, so I picked oh, up. Oh, and, oh. and Andrea gotcha. hadn't watched it yet, gotcha. so we rewatched it. She was fucking destroyed by that film. Yeah. She was she she was so angry at me at the end of that because she's like you know I didn't want to cry you know I didn't want to and I'm just like sorry but I, I warned you what do you want me to do yeah no that film we what had, do you want me to do we had to go to bed and watch like a whole bunch of fucking Shit's Creek 
Yeah. Because it fucking broke her. Yeah. Uh, so, Super Mario. Yeah. That was fun. It's exactly what you... If that if that film... that That's the one... Because I had also watched the Super Mario Brothers 1993 film. Right. Just a few days prior. Um, which I like. I think it's it's stupid and it's a terrible Mario Brothers film, See, but I enjoy it. I don't know if this is just me thinking it or I've, if I've actually heard this somewhere, but I think it's it was a different movie, and then someone said, hey, what do you got that we can turn into a Super Mario yeah. Brothers movie? Which, and they're like, mm, how about this one about yeah. Dino which is, Hatton? <laughs> which is like um, the Masters of the Universe film was famously right. a Jack Kirby's fourth world movie. Mm. So if you know about the characters of, like, say, Orion and Darkseid and, you know, White Ray and all those guys... You can be like, oh, I see what they did here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mario Brothers feels very much like, well, we can't do any of the shit we want to do because effects just can't do that right now. Um, we're going to make this Mario Brothers movie. And for 93 was just a bad time to put that out, too. Because, like you said, Jurassic Park another, came Another out. pretty good dinosaur movie came out that year. Yeah. That still looks good yeah. 30 years um, later. Super Mario, it just shouldn't have been... It shouldn't have either been made or just made called something else. Because, like I said, it, it's just one of those weird type of sci-fi adventure films. Yeah. That... Was it Hopper that didn't even know it was a video game until, like, the press tour? Probably. probably when someone accurate. when someone asked him about it, and he's like, I, what are you talking about? Wait, what kind of fucking video game is this? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, it just seems weird. <clears throat> um, it's got some hints to some of the shit. You know, because there's shy guys in it, and there's Koopas. Names. But, yeah, like exactly. Just, uh, it's it's parenthetical at best. Uh, but I, I still enjoy it as a fun movie. But I can understand why in 1993, when that came out, and it's called a Super, Super Mario Brothers film, why people are like, this is fucking not a Super Mario Brothers movie. Fuck right, yourself. Right. And it tanks. Um, this one, the, the newest one, it's everything you want in a Super Mario Brothers film. Yes. It's... I, I would very, argue. I would it, argue too much. It's got a very video game based plot. It ties in all the characters you want to see. Yeah. Um, it's got enough background eye candy that you, those of us who have played, like I, I pointed out to you in the text, like all of the posters in like Luigi's room were NES games. Right. Like, oh hey, there's Kung Fu. There's you know whatever. Yeah. There. Oh, that's Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That fight thing. Um. It is a lot. It was just punch out, Dan. There was yeah, no. Mike there was Tyson. no Mike Tyson. Yeah, it was just punch out, punch out. But yeah, it it, it is a lot for the eyes. It's There's a uh, lot happening, but I can see easily why this film, as of right now, is still the number one film of the year. I, my, everything you said is true. Um, it is, and this is not a saying it's bad. It is like hyper saturated, mm -hmm. super bright colors, um, but the games are. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks terrific. My, when I say uh, there's too much, they don't let you, they try to squish it all into one thing. They don't let you just kind of hang out in one area. Yeah. Like, I just want to hang out in the world. I don't want to be yeah. like, we're here, and then we're going to go here, and then we're going to go which, here. Which is interesting, because like in the world of everything in the summer now, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. This is a 90-minute film. It's also a kid's movie, but yeah, you're, but no, you're right. They could have easily stretched this out to... An hour forty-five. And I like agree. you said, just let it sit in some. Because you don't get to see a whole lot of Donkey Kong Country, right? Exactly. You, to, you know, 
While it's cool either, to see the Rainbow Road, that scene's over pretty fucking quick. Either do it uh, and give it time to breathe, or save it for another one, because there's going to be another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I felt like there was too much time spent in Brooklyn. I didn't mm. need that much time in Brooklyn on either end. Yeah. Uh, get me to the fucking Mushroom Kingdom, yep. and let me hang out there. Yeah. Uh, so I do wish I wish they had they had allowed more time to be because I, I don't need to see Mario's dad. No, no, you let know? alone his whole entire extended family. Don't need to see any of those people. Yeah, I don't need a family dinner where they're all like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I the logical thing is that the next one will be galaxy related, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, I'm, again, basing that on nothing uh, other than they fucking used up everything else. God, yeah, they um, used a lot. I don't think that was necessary. I don't think they needed to do that. Uh, but I think they also felt like, we gotta get... The next one's just gonna be really dark where they go to a fucking dungeon. <laughs> He's gotta just, fight just, all kinds of... Di- it's gonna be like seven. Just do Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. A Luigi's yeah, like, Mansion you, movie you, would actually be pretty good. But, like, yeah, you saw the Undersea Kingdom, but you saw it for about 12 seconds. Yeah. Enough to say, oh, that's one of the squids that just landed on Donkey yep. Kong's face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot happening. But again, you're making a film for kids. There is no way kids lost attention in that film. Because they're like, there's just constantly to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and at 90 minutes, they could throw in a whole lot of fucking showings a day. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, overall, exactly what it's meant to be, um, where it, uh, where it shines. Everything it does well, it does really well. I'll put it that way. Um, do I wish, do I, as the 47-year-old, uh, lifelong Mario fan, wish they had allowed more time to, to hang out in each space? Sure. But, like, Colin fucking loves, because... If you ask Colin at the end of the year what his favorite movie was this year, he'll probably tell you yeah. it was the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know? Um, and that that's who they're aiming mm-hmm. at. Uh, I, so, I, I, there was no, Mar- there was no uh, Wario. I bet that Wario oh, is, yeah. is, is yeah. incoming. I would imagine so. Who do you think they'd get to voice Wario? I do like the sprite in this film, though. The sprite, the little oh, the Luma, the Luma, yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah, yeah, that was all just like the the nihilistic Luma. (laughs) Life has no purpose. (laughs) We'll see, and that's uh, the little I think it's Luma Lee is from the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. the Galaxy game. So there is a Mario Galaxy connection. I wonder if the next one will get some Rosalina. Hmm. I'm a fucking dork. But the Galaxy games are my; those are my favorite Mario games. Those are so. Uh, those were the biggest. Well, I guess uh, Mario sixty four was the biggest jump because that's when you switched to three D. But after that, like the next milestone. Yeah, I remember the one that came out for like the GameCube. GameCube, Galaxy? no, Galaxy would have been the Wii. Although, yeah, Galaxy would have been right after the GameCube. The GameCube one was uh, Sunshine. Yes, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. That game was, was fucking fun. hard. Yes, it was. <laughs> Holy shit, that one's hard. Um, but Mario sixty four is when you know they went to the three D, and that's that's like that was a huge deal. The next big jump I felt like was Mario Galaxy, mm-hmm. especially two. Galaxy two was fucking awesome. Galaxy two also has uh, some uh, sentimental value because that was 
the summer when Colin was. What year would that have been? Yes, I think that's why Sunshine is so memorable. So memorable, I couldn't remember its title, but I remember it had water backpacks. Yes. Because that's the one Connor was. The Flood System. Yeah, that was the one where he was little enough but could play it. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Colin uh, didn't play any of it because he was like less than one year old, but Mm -hmm. I would sit him down in his little boppy thing and I would sit in a beanbag. Mm -hmm. And so he watched the entire. Yeah. thing. He thought it was fucking the greatest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I mean, bright, it's bright and noisy. And he was one, so like it was the greatest thing he'd ever yeah. seen. <laughs> um, it literally was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. Objectively was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. Um, yeah, so that, those hold sentimental value anyway, but they're they're really good. And that's where Luma comes. Luma is not like that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have remembered that. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's... The other complaint that I've seen, and I'm okay with this one, was that it's a Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, their relationship is, like, a big part of it, and they're separated for 90% of the movie. Yeah. Like... But that was so you could show more worlds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jack Black was... He's his, good Bowser. His Jack Blackiest. Yeah, I mean, he wrote some stupid songs. Yeah. You know, like he does. Yeah. Uh... I thought for the most part, it's hard. I know it's extremely hard for him to stay out of his own way. Uh, for the most part, he does. Yeah. He, he 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 does his. Him him and Kevin Hart have this thing where I just think they can't stand it. Mm-hmm. They can't stand it. I, this is gonna be me. I gotta I gotta make this. I gotta do a I gotta do a Kevin Hart thing right yeah. here, or I gotta do a Jack Black yeah, thing right here. It's the Mike Myers effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where I can go through ninety percent of a movie being a dramatic, serious actor, but then at the end I'm gonna go. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, he just did the fucking <laughs> yep. Wayne's World thing. He couldn't help it. Yeah, couldn't help it. Could not he help had, himself. He had to do it in the last minute and a half of his screen time. He had to ruin the whole fucking performance yeah. by doing that. I'm dying over here. <laughs> just shaking. He wants to do it so bad. Uh, so, it, I feel like that was also, that was the, the song was part of that. was like, he's just, let's just let him get it all out yeah. in this song. And then we can kind of keep him as... Let him have one really do. Oh, no, that was Andy. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, I do. <coughs> Overall, um, it's a more enjoyable three and a half than Dead Reckoning. Yes, I would agree. I would put it that and way. And it took me a lot less time to get through it. <laughs> put it that way. And there were less people sleeping. Yes. Um, so along the same lines, uh, you watched a bunch of Willie Freakin movies this week. Yeah. Because uh, we. So going from. Uh, yeah. It is funny because when I saw that the sorcerer that I saw sorcerer was on sale, and I texted you. At the time, I was like, "I mean, he must have died or something, right?" Yep. And sure enough, <laughs> that is why it was yep. on sale, which is really sad. Again, yeah. Um, but that was my first thought. I was like, "Man, I have never seen this on sale. I have never seen it. Sh- I've never even seen it streaming anywhere." I had to buy a Region B. Yeah. Blu-ray. There is a Region A release, but it was forever ago, and it's like ridiculously expensive now. So I had to buy. I think did Arrow put it out? Whoever put it out, it's a really great Region B release, and it's it's it was actually the very first thing I ordered that and Children of Men when I got my Region Free. Oh, really? I ordered those two. Um, but yeah, yeah, William Freakin, uh, and it sucks because it's one of those things where it's like oh, all the people we love are dying re- regularly. You know, when we were kids, it's like fuck, Cobain died way before his fucking time. Yeah. And now we're like, well, William Friedkin died. That sucks. Ah, but he is an old man now. Well, I also... 
at the same time that I was thinking, oh, he must have died, I was I was also thinking, he might have died ten years ago. I wouldn't have yeah. fucking known. The one thing I saw, it, William Friedkin gives the best interviews. Oh, yeah? Because he gives zero fucks. Uh, pause this for a second so we can go to YouTube so you can see. All right, we're back. Yeah, we just watched the interview with uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, who is the director of Only God Forgives, Drive, The Pusher Trilogy. He's a great director, and I love his films. Um, but he calls Only God Forgives a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, the film he made, he calls it a masterpiece in front of Friedkin, and Friedkin lets him fucking have it. Yeah. Mostly comical. For a long time, too. For, like, an awkwardly long time. Yeah, because Refn keeps trying to move on to the next thing, and every, you know, he keeps the bit going. And there's there's another one on there where someone says something about uh, The Exorcist, about how pe- people say it, and he freaking's like, who the fuck says it? Who says that? And he doesn't let go. Yeah. Like, freaking... He is not afraid to call something out if you're kind of bullshitting him. He'll he does not he's not one who just smiles politely and lets the interview go on, which is 100% would be me. Yeah. I'd be like you could call me by the wrong name, I wouldn't correct you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he called he called his own film masterpiece, whatever." Yeah. Just let him fucking have it. But no, he's yeah, like right. he's like, "Is there a doctor in the house?" I might have glanced. I may have glanced at the camera and kind of done a little eye roll. Like he did. I would have done I would have done the gym, you yeah. know, like mm. Yeah. Um, cuz again, freaking not everything Friedkin made has has been wonderful. Dan, um, he made blue chips, I just learned. Yeah. And Jade <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's the uh, the Caruso one, right? Yeah. Oh, there's a director's cut. Good. Is there really? Yeah, fucking right there I is. I haven't seen the director's cut. Shit, yeah, right there. Fuck. Oh. Oh, God, I'm tempted to buy that. I hate that I'm tempted to buy because that film is not good. But I haven't seen the director's cut, and I kind of want to. How? What did we say? One thirty. It's cheaper the other? than the director's cut. The director's cut's cheaper. Cheaper and... And there's more movie. You're yeah. getting more movie for less money. Shit, I might have to buy that. Fuck. Ooh, although when it says plus, yeah. So oh, the H- they always fuck you with the plus. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's thirteen ninety nine. Oh, fuck so you. the thirteen ninety nine ones. Fuck favorite. you, Voodoo. Uh, <clears throat> Blue chips is fifteen dollars. Wow. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah, like rules of engagement. I think I saw once when that Isn't first that, came that out. That movie sucks, doesn't I it? I had no idea it was a Friedkin film. I think it's pretty bad. If I remember right. Yeah, probably. Hunted? I remember being okay. I watched Hunted. Yeah. That's where they have the ridiculously long knife fights. Yeah. And again, I had no idea it was a free <laughs> film. Like, there was a while he was just taking shit that was offered to him, I feel. Oh, yeah. Um, because he had some... His fucking 70s output is fucking phenomenal. Ah. Because you've got, you know, the French Connection, which he won an Oscar for. You've got The Exorcist. You've got Sorcerer, like, 82? No, that's 77. Okay. So, Cruising was 1980. And then that kind of... The 80s are... That was it? The 80s into the 90s are not kind to him. Um, Bug, I really liked. I haven't seen that in a while, but I really liked that. It's got Harry Connick Jr. in it. Why not? Yeah. Um, so the Exorcist like, version you've never seen those. I like the theatrical version best because that he kind of Lucas to that one. But oh, he does. I'm actually reading a book on the Exorcist movies right now, and I kind of like why he redid that one. 
because he is very good friends with William Peter Blady, the writer of The Exorcist. They worked on it together. Blady wrote the script. He was the executive producer for the film. Um, when they released this, there was stuff that Friedkin cut out that pissed Blady off. And he held like a grudge for like 20 years. Like, they were still friends, but you kind of still needle him. Like, yeah, well, you fucking cut the spider walk scene out, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. When it came time to do the version you've never seen, which was probably like the 25th anniversary at that point. Yep. He put scenes back in that Blatty wanted, that Blatty had wanted. It's so he, 10 he, minutes longer. He did it as a favor to his friend who was nearing the end of his life at that point. So, so I kind of, uh, I kind of like that. That he's like, fine, you know, the original, and that's the thing too with Lucas, you can't find the original versions of Star Wars anymore unless you order right. bootlegs. Right. Every version of The Exorcist has both versions. Or now there's like four different versions because they tweaked a few things here and there. I wonder if like at some point, I don't know, maybe when Lucas dies or something. If maybe. they, or if they, once they think they've, they've bled their last dime, yeah. they'll be like, hey, uh. You guys want to buy the theatrical versions? You want to buy Star Wars again? Because you would. You you. Hey, here's a 4K remaster of yeah. the theatrical version. I mean, that would everyone would buy that. I would buy that. Yeah. Even though I own the <laughs> legs of the original version on Blu-ray that look great, still I would still rebuy it because you know they'd put different special features on it too. Yeah, they would. <laughs> and that's uh, what will get me every time. I have the Exorcist is about to come out on 4K. I'll rebuy it again. I have seen The Exorcist twice. Oh. Uh, it is the only Friedkin film I have seen more than Blue Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... It's fucking crazy that I, I have to say that. I am Do sad. I currently even own Blue Chips? I am sad to say that... And I just learned... Again, just learning this today. Blue Chips is the William Friedkin movie I've seen the most. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen Blue Chips more than twice. I do not own Blue Chips. That's it. I'm going to have to fucking buy it. I bet it's available pretty cheap at Bull Moose, because I bet just, that's one of the ones they've got 8 million DVD copies of. Just going to have to buy Blue Chips. Well, you know me. I like directors and having their full filmography. Right. Even the shit. Like, oh, he did, did he do the TV version of 12 Angry Men? Oh, maybe. The one that we discovered yeah. existed? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh... And that's, I don't even, oh, it's on Tubi. Nice. Fucking Tubi's awesome, man. Tubi puts these paid things to shame. Um, yeah, it is, uh, Blue Chips is easily my most watched. The only other ones, Ooh. I would have seen The Exorcist twice. Everything else I think I've seen once. Can't Blue imagine. Chips is even available on fucking Blu-ray, but not anywhere nearby. But, yeah, uh, there, there are some editions available out there. In the Bull Mooses used. Surprisingly, Bangor doesn't have a copy. It always surprised me when Bangor doesn't have a copy. Of Blue Chips? Yeah. Bangor, there's only only Biddeford and Salem, New Hampshire have have copies of Blue Chips on the shelf right now. Blue Chips. Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. You can get it for six ninety nine oh, on Amazon. Fuck. Hate to do that, but that's cheap enough. Six ninety nine, man. Yep. So you can get Shaq on the cover and everything. Of course it does. In, in the sh in the Shaq in the, dunk. Yeah. Uh, he yeah he's doing the literal uh, Shaq logo. Yeah. Oh, they were <clears> stupid. <throat> um. 
Yeah, I've seen uh, The Exorcist two times. That uh, The Exorcist, I think, is one of the reasons that I uh, decided at one point I'm just not going to watch horror movies anymore. Because I, I kind, I didn't, I never like watched them like yeah. you did. You did. Oh, but, but The Hunted is available on Blu-ray. You're not going to buy that, are you? Oh, of course I am. Uh, oh, I'll buy the DVD because the DVD is four ninety-seven. The Blu-ray is like thirteen bucks. <laughs> See, I won't. I will not buy. The only way I will even buy a DVD is if there is no Blu-ray available. I like to have them on my shelf, on account of it throwing everything off. Um, well, that's why I have DVD shelves and Blu-ray shelves. I've got them separate. Oh, that would. I, I get that. <laughs> They're separate but equal, is what you're saying, yes. Dan? And then I also have a horror, which is just for a Blu-ray. <laughs> See that? That's where it starts to get real problematic for me. Is the this is the, why I need a large, a large finished basement so I can just literally make a video store in my yeah and have have categories. Well, and you'd have to like move stuff around too. Like you, you would. You'd have to have like a front display. I, I would have a new release wall of yeah. ones I just purchased. Because <laughs> no, this happens to me all the fucking time. Where no, I, know I will what you're buy a Blu-ray and yep. I will forget I just recently bought it. Exactly. I'll eventually shelve it and then I'll be like, fuck, I bought that a year ago and I never watched it. Right. So. Yeah, this would be the this would be the dream for if I had a large enough basement that I could do this to, or attic space that worked that would work as well. I would just literally make a video store mm-hmm. as my display room, so that yeah, if I wanted to find a drama, there's the drama section, there's the horror, there's the comedy, and there's the, here's the new release section of the stuff I've recently purchased. Yeah, and then once I watch it, I will then file it away into whatever category it needs to be at. Um. Which is what I should be better, which I wish I was better at making a virtual version of on Voodoo with the lists, mm-hmm. but I don't. But uh, it's funny that you said that because last night when I was thinking, because once draft season's over, it's odd because during football season, I'm not doing much other than watching the football. So like the busy time is now. So once it gets back to fall, I get back into movies again. And I was thinking, what? Should I just kind of pick up where I left off? Because there's still a lot of 70s movies I wanted to watch. And uh, and 80s and 90s, obviously. Um, which is uh, very true. But what I thought about, what I really want to do, and I think I, that will cover all of these bases, is I'm going to pick a date uh, back somewhere in my voodoo purchases. Because I've still been buying the shit out yeah. of movies. That's a um, good idea. This whole time. And like... Because I scroll down through it. Oh, that's what that's where you see it on your uh, on your letterboxed. When I go to my digital collection and I look at it, uh, and the ones you've watched are grayed out. And then let's see, sort by. Oh no, I don't Unfortunately, want that. with fucking freaking too, he's made a lot of movies in like the mid '80s, early '90s that have Rampage, The Guardian. Oh yeah. You know, films that do not have easily recognizable titles. So that right. when you go to search for them, you're like, oh shit, I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you go to my my list of movies, my collection, and just all the ones I've purchased, a lot of them aren't grayed out because I haven't fucking watched them yet. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's kind of, that feels wasteful. <laughs> I mean, I'm scrolling down, I have to scroll down quite a ways into my uh, thing before it's stuff that I've actually watched since I purchased it. So, when I get back to watching movies in about three weeks, I will... That will be the goal. I'll go back to, like, maybe everything that I've bought this year and just start picking stuff from that. 
And then, and, and I'm going to hit all those 70s and 80s and 90s because that's what I've been buying. Yeah, because I know that's what I plan to do for, like, October viewing with my horror film viewing. I'm just going to, I'm not going to theme it this year. I'm just going to go through and go, I haven't watched these ones yet. Yeah. And that's what we're going to watch. Yeah. Hopefully. I say that now. I still have quite a few uh, ones that I consider annual watches that I haven't mm-hmm. watched. Like, I haven't watched Par- I haven't watched Parasite since I got the 4K. Well, why would you? Why I, would you watch it now that you've got it on the best available format? I haven't watched Train to Busan since I got it in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, those those have to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of my spring, my uh, my fall movie plan is to watch is to start watching the movies that I've actually purchased mm-hmm. instead of sitting there being pissed that something isn't available to buy yet. Yeah. I've bought all kinds of shit. Yeah, because I, I just saw it pop up on yours too. Like I bought Get Carter on a really nice. Region B edition. While I was in Austin, Texas, do I have Get Carter? Not Get oh, Car- uh, uh, no! Oh, yeah, the the, yeah. Ori- the yeah. original. Yes, 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 yes. I got that when I was in fucking Austin, Texas, during April vacation. Oh yeah, there it is. And I was so stoked that I got it. Yep. Still haven't watched it. Yeah. It was gearing right up to watch it during the seventies view. Never got around to it. I've watched the opening credits. <laughs> there you go. I had it on one night, and then I was like, "No, I'm too tired to do this," and then I never <laughs> went back. Uh. Yeah, I, there's a shitload of them uh, that were all... I mean, we're back quite a ways, and this is all stuff I bought this spring. Mm. Forgot that I even bought Worst Person in the World. I know, it's funny, too, because like, right now we're... like They're always talking about like the writer's strike and the director's strike. They're like, oh my god, they're not going to be able to make movies for a while. We're going we're gonna to have a like a six-month run where new, no new movies are made, eventually. That might, that might be good. I know, I was like, <laughs> that's perfect. I'll get caught up. <laughs> Thank god. Because, yeah, they've been on strike now for, what, three months? Quite a while. Three or four months. Yep. And with no no end in sight. Right. So, like... Yeah, that's the big Once thing. we get through the movies, and it'll probably start happening this fall, because a lot of the stuff that's going to be, like, a prestige film, they might not put out this year, because they're already talking, like, Dune, too. Oh, yeah. Because part of the writers and, and actors' strike is they can't promote films. Right, okay. Because that's why, like, when they did, they, they did the Oppenheimer, everyone showed up and then left. Like all yeah. the all the actors showed up to the premiere and then walked out. So there's going to be a lot of big big budget films that are slated to come out this fall that they don't think will come out. So I mean, we could very well have like a fall into spring where studios are putting out shit they shelved. You know, yeah, probably for a reason. Right. Yeah. It where we're, was, so yeah. a lot of that new shit that's going to be like, oh, I've been waiting to see that ain't going to come out. Which yeah. means, three months after that, there's not going to be home video releases of it that I want to catch up on. Exactly. So that that's the thing yeah. is what what gets hammered in that particular timeline is next spring. Yeah. When it starts, shit starts at streaming services and yeah. shit that came out available uh, on Blu-ray in like March is now uh, in the seven ninety-nine range. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, come spring we may have a whole lot of free time to watch some movies. Right. Because we're that nerdy that we're planning that far ahead. Um, Battleship. <laughs> Where you pull Battleship off the shelf and watch it. I watched... <clears throat> so, uh, about a year ago, or maybe it was... It might have been during... It was probably COVID. I say a year ago. It was probably during COVID. Uh, we kind of upgraded our board game mm-hmm. collection. Because yeah. we didn't have... 
I mean, we had a couple, we had like Monopoly and then a yeah, couple of like kid games. Classics. We didn't have a lot of the classics and didn't have any, any, we didn't have, not only did we not have a lot of the classics, we also didn't have anything that was like modernish either. Yeah. It was just kind of like shit. So, you know, a, a copy of Monopoly and whatever yeah. else. So one of the things uh, was Robin said she always really liked Battleship. Mm-hmm. So we ordered Battleship. And then it was not long after that, uh, <clears throat> I'm just explaining how Battleship got into the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember why, but we, like, as a family, again, this is not, like, a hot take, we like to watch, like, dumb disaster movies. Because mm-hmm. um, they're, har- <laughs> they're harmless. That's a weird thing to say about that type of movie, but they're yeah. harmless. Everyone can watch it. You don't really have to be paying attention. Yeah. You can check out whenever you want. Uh, you can check out and in, just like the guy behind us uh, could have with with uh, with Mission Impossible, and not miss anything. So, a couple weeks ago, I think it was a Flick Connection video. He had a bunch of dumb action yeah. movies that were currently streaming. Battleship was one of them, and then also Battle Los Angeles. Does that sound right? Battle for Los Angeles or Battle LA? Something like the ones with the aliens, right? Yeah, I can't remember the exact title, but Battle and Los Angeles. Correct. Like, there might be a word or two in between, maybe, or a colon. Or a colon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's find out. Um, so he said, if you want, it was like a hey, if you want a dumb kind of disaster double feature, this is your shit right here. Yeah. So anyway, I, at that time, I thought. Uh, I'm going to say Battle Los Angeles. Yes. It is Battle colon Los Angeles. It's not a war. It's a colon. It's survival. Um, so I've seen that. You have? Yes. How is it? I don't remember. Awesome. I will let you know how it is. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart was in it. I was like, it's either Aaron Eckhart or Thomas Jane. Yeah. And who knows the difference, really? Yeah. Not uh, the studios because they're usually interchangeable. Now, except now it's usually a Frank Grillo. But <laughs> like if this was made now, this would be a Frank Grillo film. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guys that are uh, second fiddle in big movies mm-hmm. are the stars of movies like these. Uh, so a- anyway, so I also figured that that was something because we're always trying to get Colin to watch stuff with us, and it's difficult. <laughs> um, so we, I figured this and this Battle Los Angeles would be, our Battleship and Battle Los Angeles would be a, a way to do that. So we watched Battleship the other night. Colin checked out very early. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Robin and I stuck it out. I think I've caught five minutes of this. It is a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it does provide what you were looking for going in, which was... Yeah. You almost can't fault it for being awful, because, like, you knew that going in. I. It makes me wonder, because this was released in, like, the summer. Like, they expected this to be a blockbuster. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Because, like, Rihanna's in it. Fucking right she is. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, her first... Riri, this is, like, her first, like, big role. Yes, Riri shoots at aliens. Uh, it is... One thing that it definitely... Okay, I'll kind of sum it up this way. For one... uh, Sorry, I'm going to go back a little bit. As a person who spent a large percentage of my adult life in the military, 
anytime people I, I let a lot go in movies if not I'd be a total fucking yeah. awful person to watch movies with uh, just a total douchebag you but one like, of those guys who comments on these films on the internet and says, like, well, actually, that type of gun would have needed this type of ammunition. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for me, mostly, it was rank structure mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know. The na- but, but you can also write it off as the fucking Navy's weird. But anyway, uh, so a lot of the rank stuff was really wrong about, like, there's no way he'd have that much pull, and there's no way that mm-hmm. uh, someone that low ranked would be anywhere near that guy, and, like, things like that. Um, but this one is real pretty egregious. I, I usually let shit that shit slide. Um, <laughs> it's pretty egregious in this. It's also like in- insane how dumb it is. Um, the thing, the funniest thing though, is it was about halfway through, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I had to look at. I, I still haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's 2010. Uh, Battleship came out in 2011, mm-hmm. and the. Yeah, 2009. The Star Trek remake came out in 2009. <laughs> Whoever wrote Battleship just fucking watched the Star Trek remake. Yeah. It is plotline. So you, you've you got uh, Tim Riggins. I just called him Tim Riggins the whole way through. Uh, what the hell? What's his name? What's that guy's name? Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch uh, is the star of this. He is basically Kirk from Abrams' Star Trek. He's the uh, can't get his shit together genius that the mm-hmm. they take a chance on, and like fucking one day later, he's in the fucking navy and he's an officer, uh, just like in in Star Trek. That was always the thing yeah. that bugged me about Star Trek was like he was in a bar fight last night, and today he's an officer in the fucking yeah. He's a in, Starfleet. Eh, come on, man. So anyway, so there's that, and then. Uh, He's misunderstood and he's a screw up and all that stuff, but he's also the best and you're never really shown that. It's everything that the Star Trek thing is without earning any of it. Yeah. Um, and it's all, it's Where just. They constantly tell you this character is the best, but never actually show him doing something right. that's amazing. All I've seen him do is fuck up and be sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there, every, there's so many story beats that are just beat for beat the Star Trek movie from fucking three years earlier. <laughs> it is, at some points, it's like, if I was J.J., I'd have written a letter or yeah. an email or something, because this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at, at some point, the aliens fucking kill every other... There is a, there's a, well, who's in charge? You are, sir. Because you're the last one alive. Exactly like fucking Star mm-hmm. Trek. And I had already mentioned the... I paused at one point. I can't remember what it was. It was like the third or fourth thing that lined up directly, and I was like, hold on. This is just Star Trek, (laughs) is all this movie has been so far, plot-wise. And then when it got near it, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to get the you are, sir. Mm -hmm. Fucking sure enough, two seconds later, the fucking aliens take out the whole command area or whatever, and... Who's in charge? You are, sir. You're the highest ranking person still alive. I had to pause there and just fucking take a mental break. Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. Do you have a Spock? Uh, was, it, <laughs> was it Riri? Um, no, I guess not. Well, his, his like, antagonist but uh, also ally was his brother. 
I guess. So that would that he took on sort of the Spock dynamic. Because they're on the same ship. No, they weren't on the same oh. ship. I don't want to give away the plot. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, no, it's not that I don't want to give away the plot. I don't want to explain the plot. Uh, he's the one that was already in the Navy. So he kind of plays dual roles uh, in the Star Trek uh, movie. He is sort of the Admiral, and but also sort of uh, kind of takes on a kind of a Spock role. There is also an Admiral Admiral. Who was it in Star Trek? What the hell is that guy's name? I can picture him. Bruce Greenwood. Yes, uh, that's Liam Neeson ah. in in the in the 2012 movie <laughs> Battleship. Uh, Liam Neeson. We we deduced at the end. I said, "How long do you think Liam Neeson was on set?" Two days. Two days is what we guessed because he basically just get. He's the admiral. He does a couple like of. He got shown in a lot of like the. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But I guarantee you they were only in two settings because he was only ever either making a big uh, admiral-style speech in front of a crowd. Mm -hmm. He does that two or three times, like during an awards ceremony or something. Uh, There's there's two of those scenes. uh, One at the beginning, one at the end. you got to bookend those sorts of things. And then uh, things in the middle of him in a... You know, command post war rooms type sitch with the screens all over while he's barking out commands and what's going on? Who's out there? Oh no, Tim Riggins is the only one left? Like, do we have any of our ships still on the board? I mean, there was some battleship elements. I did appreciate that and I did laugh out loud because the way that they tracked the aliens was in a grid-like pattern and they would try to, like, because they couldn't, they were cloaked or whatever. Oh, So the only way that they could see, they could air quote see, uh, the aliens moving around was if they hit these tsunami buoys that showed like the level of uh, wave change mm-hmm. um, and it was in a grid-like pattern. So they were literally going, Riri was firing at grid E12 and stuff like that. <laughs> that I kind of that thing, I think that's neat. I appreciated that. But I did still laugh and roll yeah. and roll my eyes. Oh, of course. But, uh, but you can't name the movie Battleship and not Right. Do something like right. that. It would have been worse if they didn't. That would have been like having a Mario Brothers movie in, <laughs> you know. Set it in Dino Hatton. Having, um, having it star a Puerto Rican and a Brit. as <laughs> <laughs> two Italian brothers. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly that. Uh, so you get the, the, the bookend Liam Neeson's and then him, like, you know, surrounded by screens pointing and telling people and of course there is also the scene are all of our ships wiped out no there's one left who's in command of that it's tim riggins sir oh no you know and of course tim tim riggins is fucking dating liam neeson's daughter like he would like they would even ever be in the same fucking universe Mm -hmm. give me a break (laughs) uh because this guy is like the admiral of the entire pacific command or something like that yeah Come on. This isn't like an Armageddon situation where she's always on the same boat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They ain't on the same she's oil rig. She's off on a private school. She's off exactly. on a private school somewhere. Yeah. They, which Riggins is never going to get anywhere near. They have not met. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's Battleship. Um, I kind of want to see it now. I won't lie. I, I will be prepared to be severely disappointed. You know what? I, I'm actually... No, you can do this. I, I can't. I can't because I'm not going to watch it again. You can do this. 
but you'd have to watch something. You'd have to watch Star Trek 2009 first, unless you have a really good recollection of it. I have a decent, but probably not well enough to compare the two. Because I would, honestly, this this would make the next uh, podcast. If you watched... I know, I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. Okay, it's on Prime. That's good. It's streaming somewhere. I will not have to pay for it. Dan, I did not buy this movie. (laughs) Uh... You have to watch well, Star Trek. $14.99. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, Why isn't that on your sale, voodoo? <laughs> you have to watch Star Trek 2009. And then within a day, watch Battleship and keep keep a notebook of every, I think I can do of every intersecting story beat. Because I bet it's more than I even caught. I think that's a... That right there's a paper being because if you're looking for it, you might make some. Written. You can you can probably finesse it in a way. But yeah, I can see that. But I bet you legit will find things that I didn't even notice if you do that. Because I'm ninety nine percent sure that this is just a straight rip, <laughs> plot beat wise. I think we can do that. They just changed the aliens and made it water instead of space. <laughs> Oh, Battleship. But, unlike a lot of movies, we watched it in one sitting, and it's long, I think. It felt long. Uh, How long is Battleship? It is... uh, Jesus, where's the time? 131 minutes. So yeah, 2 hours and 10 minutes. Jesus Christ, that seems unnecessary. It's a lot of Battleship. Um, I didn't even... Wait a minute. It's how long? 131. How long is Star Trek? <laughs> um, oh, I forgot about this. There's another... Uh, oh shit, I, what am I doing? Star Trek is 127, so about oh! longer. I was going to laugh my ass off if they were both 131. I don't want to... I just forgot about another Star Trek thing. Um... Shit! What year did what's the last one called? Beyond. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond, the one that yeah, the one that he didn't do, that Abrams didn't do. Holy shit! Okay, so this gets even better. I'm not gonna. I'm honest to god, not gonna give this away, and I know that sounds ridiculous, so I don't want to go too much into it. (laughs) But I think Star Trek Beyond stole something from Battleship. (laughs) Which just would complete the cycle. It would, because I was thinking at the end of battle, at the the parts in Battleship near the end, I was like, "Oh my god, that's from the other Star Trek movie!" But it came out four years later. Okay, so I need a few. I need a full day to watch Star Trek, Battleship, and then Star Trek Three. You, you won't need to watch Star Trek again. You won't need to. I mean, the, the Beyond. Be, that movie sucks. I actually like that one better than I did the whatever one Wrath of Khan was. Oh yeah, that one sucks too. Yeah, I, I only like the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you won't need to watch Beyond again, but just be familiar with it. Yeah. I you do. I think I do want you to watch Star Trek again, though, just because I'm, I'm sure there I are more things. I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't either, but I bet there's a lot of. That's got to be streaming on Paramount. That abs- If that isn't streaming on Paramount, they're fucking stupid. It was just there, wasn't I? Let's see. I mean, considering that is the home of all things Trek. Yep, yeah, streaming on Paramount. Okay. Yeah, so do that. Um, I'll be very curious. Oh wait, that's that's. Oh, it's not streaming. Oh wait, no, it is. 
Jesus, it's just a roller coaster over here. Well, it's streaming on both Paramount and Netflix. They want it. Uh, they, they want, want it, it everywhere. Front of as many eyes as possible. Why am I getting? Why am I getting? Oh, good! It's streaming in 4K. So this will actually be kind of. I've never seen it in anything other than. I don't think I've ever even watched it on Blu-ray. Star Trek? Yeah. I watched it in the theater, and then I watched it on DVD when the DVD came out. I don't think I've ever owned it on Blu. I probably do own it. That's a stupid thing to say, but I don't think I've ever watched it on Blu-ray. I do. I have. I don't even know if I. Have, I must. I think I have Star Trek. Yeah. No, I. Don't. I did it twice. I did. I wrote Star Trek twice. I only own Star Trek three on Blu-ray. This is I found it at the Dollar Tree. I do not own it. It's nine ninety nine right now. I'm not buying it, but it's on Paramount. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a new viewing experience for me watching it on 4K. True. So yeah, that's your uh, that is your that's my homework. That's your homework for the week. We got anything else? No, I don't think I can follow that up. No, I don't think so either. Where do we even go from there? Yeah. <laughs>